Hey, welcome back to Trainers Lab. My name is Mizbah Hawk, and I'm here with Blake Scheidt today. Uh, on this show, if this is your first time, we discuss kind of the elements that make up accelerated remote coaching careers. So if you are a trainer, you're a coach, uh, and you wanted to kind of make that transition online, um, hopefully we can provide resources and uh, thoughtful questions that we discuss uh, on this episode that helps you with that journey. Um, Blake, how are you doing today, and what are we diving into? Yeah. What's up, guys? Um, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of an overcast day here in Florida, which is always kind of nice for like a little bit of cooler weather, uh, especially fall. It's the biggest time I miss being living up in uh, up in the eastern uh, part of this of our country. Um, what are we talking about today? What we're going to dive into is sales with strangers or what we call outbound calls or outbound um, kind of leads. And so one of the biggest problems with this for most people and including us that we've talked about um, is the awkwardness and kind of the courage to, to ask and then where to even kind of start. Like how do you, how do, you do that remotely? How do you do that for fitness? Um, how do you kind of even use social media or phone calls or any of those kind of things to try to get out there, what would you do? Uh, so Mizba, do you have any stories that you want to open up with that like maybe were some of your early experiences doing some outbound leads or sales with strangers? Yeah, man. Well, I, the more I think about this topic of um, there's a couple terms let's lay out here. We're using sales with strangers because it's the most uh, clear, but then you have outbound right sales um, or outbound leads, which basically means <clears throat> you are actually doing something like uh, sending out a cold message or calling somebody right. or, uh, and, uh, you know, doing advertising to where it brings in somebody from that effort. Now, in, we talked already about getting inbound leads. That's like the dream for every coach, having people knocking on your door all the time. But in the beginning, of course, like, in any new business, this is not just in coaching, any new business you start, you have to think about outbound, like how do I, how am I going to speak my message to strangers and sell without feeling sleazy or cringy? Because if you don't do that, then if you think about it, nobody really finds out about your product or service unless maybe you're putting out content and then it's like, all right, you put out content once a week or twice a week and, you know, three people see it and now know that you're a coach and trainer and you're offering this. But the right. only way to speed up and accelerate that process uh, in the beginning is doing a lot of outbound stuff. And I can resonate with the awkwardness that, you know, this can come with because you don't want to feel like that that guy, that annoying, like, oh man, this person didn't even look into my profile. It's a spammy message. Um, we don't want to give off that vibe, of course. So I think that's the, the, the problem in the beginning that I faced, but I guess I came across a script one day uh, that was by Ramit Sethi. Um, he's, you know, he's a, look him up on Instagram, super smart finance dude. And he gave a script that was for getting yourself like uh, booked on a blog, like writing a blog post, right? But I basically twisted that into how to get <clears throat> a guest on a podcast. And so um, that was my first, I guess, like feeling of seeing, oh, I don't know this person. I really respect these people. 
and they actually said yes to a request of mine that I like formulated and put together. And even though there was no money being exchanged at that point, the fact that I got somebody I really respected to say yes, that was still a cold message that was sent, right? Uh, an outbound message that was sent. And so getting to see that work, I guess, a couple times is what made me believe in the power of like, well, what other way is around this? Like, if I don't want to do this forever, drive up my inbound leads, but like, I do have to do this for a while. And I think I mentioned in maybe the last episode is like, how long realistically, you know, me switching industries and getting into like marketing tech and podcasting and stuff, how long did it take in a completely new industry where I had some experience, but like I was building a whole new network again and all that stuff. It mm -hmm. took a good two years, I would say, exactly at the two year mark where now one to two inbound leads coming in, you know, a day that are like good, good people that I'm connecting with and that consistent drip but for the first two years to make everything that we did happen it was all actually through cold outreach so the highest sales when i look at you know where it's come from it's all been through a lot of like hey i came across your thing you know here's like and and there was something that stood out to me about them and so it was a cold message that sparked kind of a further conversation so I think yeah. um, just having the hope that it could work and that somebody gives you a positive response, uh, I know for yep. me it was the most motivating factor because it's so it can be negative sometimes. People are like, no, not interested, whatever. But that's the hardest part yeah. is, I guess, the mindset uh, to be able to ha even have the courage to reach out. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I think it's great. I think, you know, I kind of think of how my own experience, I kind of had like three kind of buckets of categories of how I did this remotely um, so people can take it or leave it. And I think knowing your context is really helpful. So number one, depending on how much money you have, right? So like there's a, there are some agencies you can pay, like uh, Bark is a great resource where you can actually pay. And what Bark does is it finds people uh, like on social media and gets them to sign up for, Hey, I'm looking for a trainer and you, they can even sit, they even say remote or in person. Wow. And then they'll send that, they send that lead out to all the trainers in your area that are on bark. So this is a kind of a high competitive, like you'll get a notification on your phone yep. and you pay for, you pay for a certain amount of points. And so you get a certain amount of points. And so you can look at the lead and see if this person's a good person for you based on a couple things they'll give you. And then you click on it, but three or four other people might have also clicked on it and trying to get a hold of this person. Yeah. So what you need to be good at in this situation is you need to be really good at like getting a text message that creates a conversation. So questions. So I found the best way to do sales cold call is be really excited, whether it's text or in, or over the phone. Yeah. Or, or social media or DMing, like exclamation points, feel warm, feel inviting, and then ask follow-up questions. Hey, are you looking to lose weight or gain muscle? Like something that, something real simple that makes a quick response because once they start feeling like they can conversate with you, then you have them to maybe get on a phone call with you. Yeah. But I found the good rule of thumb is if you can give three good questions and they respond to all of them, then just say, awesome, I think we might be a good fit and then this is your second big part. 
you say, let's hop on a phone call and see if I'm a good fit for you, right? That way it's really safe. It's like that, that little phrase right there, am I a good fit for you? Gives them an opportunity to say, mm, I don't know, I think this is a good fit or, and, and it's also you being humble and saying not everybody's a great fit for me or for, you know, or for you. Yeah. Uh, so what you're doing then at that point is you're really allowing them to have the freedom to feel comfortable. And then once you get them on the phone, they'll feel even more comfortable. So it's like you're building stairs of trust really quickly. That's all sales is, is you're just building trust to say that I can do this. And you can, you can do this. You just have to kind of slowly build those stairs for those people. So Bark's one thing that I use. The hard part is if you're in a big city like Philadelphia, like where Miz is, you're gonna have so many coaches on that. I was in a smaller city and there was probably about 10 people I was competing with. So mm-hmm. I got that notification. If I, ju- if I jumped right on it, I got a lot of good Bark leads. And I built my early business off of that. Second one, if I can keep going with this a little bit, is like just social media groups. So finding like people that fit your avatar. So it's people who like nice things, maybe enjoy, like maybe you're more into like a bodybuilding or like um, an aesthetic type of coach that wants to help people look good and move well. Um, And so you go to places like Porsche, like everyone who likes Porsche and look at their top hundred people. This is something I used to do, go do. Yeah. Look at their top hundred people on their fan page and then go actually DM all of them. Like, hey, yeah. I saw you on the Porsche thing. Like, like I love Porsches too. Just wanted to reach out. I'm a fitness coach. If you're ever interested in trying out like a remote thing, I have this free giveaway. And just, I got a lot of people that responded. I had some people who responded and said, hey, don't ever message me again. Um, and it's fast because you can kind of copy and paste a very general like kind of output and just go through it. And honestly, you just got to click your brain into go mode. And what I used to do was I used to have a quota. I used to have like a quota of I got to hit 30 outbound calls, you know, this afternoon. That's on my list to do, you know, so I'm going to do 30 DMs and just knock it out. Um, and so I would find new groups like I would go to um, – fresh haircut styles on Facebook. And like, you just look up these people on this fan page and you're like, these people want to look good. So I'm going to try to see if I can get them to have a remote coach. Yeah. I got a lot of people. I even, that's not the most effective way, but I even got one person to actually come in, do a consult with me and just the price wasn't right. But we had everything lead up all the way from the cold call, never met me, came all the way into the gym to like about to sign up, but the price just wasn't right for them, which was like kind of a cool experience for me. Cause it was like, I saw all the steps work and it gave me the realization that I can find people and get people in this way. So I know it's long winded. I'm sorry if you had some stuff to share, but keep going. No, this was, I, I'm, I'm just building on what you were talking about here, which is it, it, this is all about refinement, right? So the more volume you can send out, like if you're going to send out five messages a day, it's not going to do anything. Like you need to actually have volume in the beginning so that Okay, yeah. if 10 people ignored it, five people rejected you, another 10 never saw it, another 10 didn't log on for a week, and then there's finally 10 that actually did see it. Okay, now you have a chance of now, okay, they might respond and then it might move further. Um, I have been in that same position where I, I think I made a video on this where I did 127 some calls and it was in the real estate niche like cold calls and figuring out how to kind of like okay uh totally new industry how do i navigate this conversation and i would say the number one way to save time with this because what you said is correct it's not the most effective way 
right? It's not the most effective way to just do outbound sales all the time, but it's what we have. It's what most of us have that is actually free uh, to some extent or lower cost. It's something that is, we've been like, it gets a bad rap, like cold DMing and stuff because it's spammy and it's to the wrong people. Like if I'm getting ads for like uh, detox drinks, like that's not my thing or not ads. I'm getting a DMs about like, hey, buy my detox drink. And it's like this person hasn't done the research to see that I wouldn't even be remotely interested in something like a detox drink, right? So the number one thing that you can do to save time is making sure you narrow in on the right person, which is where uh, the Porsches and hey, this person's interested in bodybuilding.com or they're interested in, you know, more holistic wellness uh, folks like, whatever we are interested in kind of says something about us, even if it's not everything, it's little, little pieces of data. Um, and you can follow, I think, those breadcrumbs into narrowing down the type of person who's going to get this message. That's your number one way to mitigate uh, error is if it's to the wrong person, that effort you just took to type that message, copy and paste, you know, use your limited amount of messages you can send a day on that person was a, was a waste of time. So it technically costed you money to do that. But if you narrow down on the right person or they're closer, now you've increased your odds. I yeah. may not have to send a hundred messages to get a response. I might just send 20. And so I think that's number one is, is mitigate your error however you can there. Number two, it you mentioned this at the beginning. Let's recap it though. It's speaking in chunks, eight to 10 word yeah. sentences not super, super long. It's like one question at a time. It's a little back and forth versus a cold email uh, or yeah, I do. I would do longer stuff on Instagram sometimes too, but like that works better sometimes on cold email where like people can see everything at once and boom, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's done. But typically it's like two to three, four sentences max uh, when you're going back and forth. You're just trying to build some rapport uh, with the stranger. And then you also like, uh sales a, a lot of this in the beginning is like one you're the more honest you can be the better you'll feel so yes you might you're trying mm -hmm. to appear professional and like you know it all but don't one of the things i would do to disarm them and me is like look so this is especially in the podcasting game when i would ask people big big guests to come on the show i'd be like look i know i'm not a huge show and i don't have millions of downloads but if you do come on, I promise you, like, I will respect your time. I will do everything I can to share your story uh, with people and make it worthwhile for you. And that type of commitment, like, even though it was a verbal one That's sentence good. thing showed like, look, I'm acknowledging I'm not, I'm not everything, mm -hmm. but like, I'm trending in the right direction. This is just where I'm at right now. And you'd be surprised the amount of people that said yes. Figure out how to lower the stakes to where you're not telling them I'm the best coach that's ever existed online and you should choose me for that reason. You're figuring out how to honestly stay focused on their problems, right? So the more you can also stay focused on what, what are the problems they're having and get that data, then you have some ammo as to like what solutions you can offer or, hey, have you ever thought about this or that? And now you're helping them out for free even maybe in the DMs before you hop on a call. So um, yeah, 
th- that's what I would say um, is is speak in short chunks. Make sure your target, whoever you're sending this out to, is refined and as close mm-hmm. to um, the ideal person that you want. And then number three, it's to have messaging that you refine over time. And it's you're yeah. not going to copy and paste and say the same thing to everybody, but the general structure somewhat will stay the same. You say, hey, to the person, there might be a question or two that works really well. And if it does, make sure to reuse that over and over and get more data on it. If it's not working, you're not getting any responses after like sending out 50 messages, your script's not good. It's not compelling. It's not going to get a response. So switch up what you're saying. And I think if you can do that, take a more statistical or data approach to it. Like, let's just test and see what happens here versus like my reputation is on the line because I sent this cold message. Like that's the thing that separates you in this. And I can tell you that wasn't always a natural skill to me. I was very afraid of sending and how that would appear, how I would appear. uh, What if they don't respond? I feel, you know, like all those things, but it's learnable. And it's something that if you do, not a lot of coaches, other coaches are doing this. They're relying on their Instagram posts getting seen and somebody going through all the steps and breaking away from distractions to move the needle further. But you can really bypass a lot if you your message hits somebody at the right point in time. Like the amount of times where my podcasting pitches have hit someone at like oh my gosh, I can't believe, like, so funny that you reached out. I was literally, I've been thinking about this for the past few months. And it's like, I seem like a mind reader, but it was just chance, right? It was just the fact that I put it out there and it happened to be at the right moment where they're ready to make a decision or move forward. So that's what uh, cold outreach is a little bit, is creating, just like on a normal call, you're trying to create, uh, figure out the problems, right? create agitate that a little bit and then offer you know the solution which is you and how you can help with that um what do you think about that uh, as we kind of recap some of this no no i i do, i think like uh the, t- the the big three things we're really trying to say here is you know create friendly invitations that people don't want to ignore so be friendly make mm-hmm. it easy make it quick like right those are the things you said Think about your avatar, your people already, right? And then find those those Facebook groups, those fitness tribes, those those kind of hashtags on Instagram, and click on them and go. Those are the people that are already kind of kind of be more prone to say yes. And then the last part, I think, like just kind of summarizing this, is that it's a learning experience. No one knows how to do outbound perfectly. There's no like magic bullet to this. Uh, there are like things to avoid and get better at, but. You know, I think about um, in the book uh, written by Howard Schultz, who started Starbucks, you know, he talked about, you know, he got 200 no's before he got his first yes on the idea of starting Starbucks. And he talks about how that actually built his confidence. Like every time they said no, he believed in his product more, he said. And if you could have that growth mindset versus a fixed mindset that like, yeah, I'm going to get a lot of no's, but like I'm going to get to learn how to refine my sale so that when people get in front of me, I believe in this so much and what I'm doing and I get to know why I'm doing it that like I believe in this. Because if you can remember why you want to be a coach and why you want to do the sale, it'll make the whole process of inviting people into that, even strangers, um, 
much easier. So embrace the no's and learn from them and just continue to uh, have that have that growth mindset of like, I'm, I'm just going to continue to get out here and figure out how to share this product of remote coaching I'm trying to sell. I think that's the best thing you can do. It's the best thing you can do. And I'll be honest, it's one of the hardest things that there is to do. It is hard. That's the block in the beginning. It's not really just about like, you are good enough. You can deliver on a lot of this stuff, but it's really a lot of the fear that we have that self-created. Like, yeah. Even me, where I'm like, oh, this person would hate it if they heard from me. If there's so many other people, like yeah. I would seem like spam. And so I would say if you can mentally stick it out until you start getting some positive responses, you hold on to those, man, for yeah. months at a time that keeps you going. I know for me, like a positive response or one sale, even if it was just small amount of money, would carry me for the next six months of struggle until that next uh, positive response. So chase that and have hope for that. And I think you'll do okay. And if you have any questions, yeah. make sure to hit us up um, at, uh, you know, misba.hawk on instagram for me and fit is shite um, for blake and actually this is all in the description so tap the links in the description and get connected with us we would love to hear from you absolutely see you guys hanging out we'll talk to you next time